Welcome to Metalism, Episode 2. This is James, and tonight's episode is going to be concerning the album Human Nature by the Finnish symphonic metal band Nightwish. So let's get right into it. Human Nature was released on Friday, April 10th, 2020, and on its lineup, it's made up of Flor Jansen on vocals, lead vocals, and Marco Hiatala and Troy Donacale on backing vocals, Imbu Warden on guitar, Kai Hado on drums, and Tuoma Salapainen on keyboards. I should also mention that Marco Hiatala plays bass guitar and Troy Donacale also does the the uh, folk instruments such as Elon pipes and flutes. Lyrically, Human Nature deals with, in the first nine songs, humanity. And these are exemplified by the first couple of singles off of the album. The first one is called Noise. And Noise, according to Duoma Salapainen, who not only plays keyboards for the group, but is also the lyricist for the group, He stated in different interviews that noise deals with our overdependence on technology with respect respect specifically to smartphones and about how we should learn to not use these so much or at least turn them off once in a while and enjoy the nature around us. And in the video that accompanies the song, there's also certain things that exemplify this as well. In the video for Noise, Tuomo Salapainen plays the role of what I would describe for want of a better term as the limousine liberal concerned with environmentalism. You know, the kind of liberal who talks about environmentalism and saving the earth and saving the environment, and yet they go home to a huge electric-powered house that takes several huge volts of electricity to run it such that such as that we're using more energy than what we're what we're really saving but yet we claim to be for the environment yeah those kind of environmentalists not the ones who actually oh and, and then with these environmentalists you do have the ones who claim to care about the environment but go home to a really expensively powered house but then maybe they own a a little uh, energy-efficient washer, or maybe they try to turn the lights off in a couple of rooms once in a while. But, of course, this kind of environmentalism really ignores the role that corporations play in it. So Tuomas plays that kind of environmentalist in in the video. Floor Jansen plays the part of the selfie queen, the, the person who's obsessed with taking selfies and being on social media. Marco Hietala plays the part of the snake oil salesman, who constantly sells drugs to everybody. I'm talking more about prescription drugs. And by that I'm talking about, he plays the part of the person who would be on TV saying, if you have this disorder or you think you have that disorder, ask your doctor about such and such pill or this pill or that that pill. Suggesting that we can also drug ourselves into distraction along with technology. And then 
Troy Donacoli plays the king who they all bow down to and who basically keeps them passive. And throughout the video, it's also interspersed with people, uh, crowds of people who look down at their smartphones and are oblivious to all the damage that's being done. And then the video ends with an infant being strapped in, into a chair with a screen extremely close to its face, suggesting that it's going to be indoctrinated from birth into this sort of technologic, uh, technological dysto uh, dystopia. And then the other song that deals a little bit with humanity as well as uh, environmental concerns in terms of how we take care of the earth is the song Harvest, which is the, the uh, second single off of the album. And then there's other songs like um, Music, the opening track, which, which deals with our relation to each other through music. Uh, then the song Schumacher that deals, if I remember right, with the uh, scientific world and the natural, uh, the uh, natural world. How's the heart is a song that deals with empathy and really caring for one another, making sure that we really ask how one another is doing and not just making it a superficial question. Uh, tribal is more of a song that deals with the uh, instrument side of the group. There are lyrics to it, but it's more of a song that finds ex its expression in their metal side. Uh, with some tribal drums that are that come towards the end of the song so that's just an example of the human side of the album because the album is actually released in terms of its physical copy as a double album the first nine songs that deal with the human side of human nature are on the first disc and then their extra lengthy song that nightwish has become known for over the over the recent years is actually localized onto their second disc. And this extra lengthy song is titled All the Works of Nature Which Adorn the World. And it's been divided up into about eight tracks, and it's all the Elam pipes from Troy as well as the orchestra that, that assisted Nightwish on the, on the first disc, except all these tracks that, that make up this one track or just the orchestra, Troy's Elon Pipes, and then a little bit of vocals from Floor, especially on Ad Astra, the closing track of, of the second disc. And these songs deal more with the nature side of things, the natural world, nature, uh, animal life, plant life, and a little bit of human life. And when Tuomas was asked about this, he explained that they wanted to divide it up this way so that you get that divide on the album that you do with, with the divide of human nature, uh, the, the good side of human nature and the bad side of human nature. But it's more that you have the humanity and the nature or the natural aspect of things. So the first disc deals with the human, the human side, and then the second disc deals with the nature. And in fact, the album title in print is stylized as the word human, and then a couple of little asterisks or underscores. And then comes the word nature, suggesting that or implying that duality. So what are my thoughts on the album? And uh, first I'll say that I think that uh, from some of the, <clears throat> the initial reviews that I've, that I've read, 
after it came out, and of course that was several months ago, and I haven't read any reviews since, but in the first couple of weeks when I've read reviews, there were definitely positive reviews, but there were also negative reviews, and the negative reviews dealt mainly with framing the arguments in such a way that implies that they wish Tarya was still in the group, which, of course, <laughs> uh, if you've followed Nightwish for a long time, you'll, you'll know that uh, for, some, uh, for, for some fans, they're never going to be happy with anybody other than Tarya. Uh, and uh, a good example of that is how Annette Olsen, the second lead vocalist, got a lot of hate and a lot of detractors, I think a lot more than what she deserved. Um, I myself had no problem with her with her vocals at all. Um, but that's a whole nother conversation entirely. But Floor Jansen on human nature is the one who does the lead vocals, except for on the song harvest where she does some of the vocals, but it's primarily Troy Donacoli that sings lead vocals along with Marco Hiatala on backing vocals. Once they get to the course. So this album, I think will definitely have, a bit of polarization because it does have a little bit of a different sound. It's, it's got its heavy sound like, like it usually does, but I feel like that heaviness is slightly restrained. It's, it's not the heaviness that you'll find on albums like dark passion play, nor, nor is it the heaviness that you'll find on songs such as the opening track on dark passion play, the poet and the pendulum, which comes at you like a total fucking Mack truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then some. So it has a bit of a subdued heaviness, in my opinion, but it also has a lot of really soft moments. And by soft moments, I, I, I mean soft as in think songs like Eva or various other slower songs on their previous albums, The Crow, The Owl, and The Dove, or the Adinero from Endless Forms Most Beautiful, which did have a little bit of a mellow aspect aspect to it. So there's a little bit of both in the instrumentation and the vocals of human nature. So what are my thoughts on the album personally? I think it's their best one yet. I really enjoy the, uh, the intermingling of the tribal drums on songs such as music and tribal. Uh, I really enjoy the, the, um, uh, the, uh, percussion on that starts out uh, the song Harvest. Um, and I also really enjoyed the song Noise because of its dealing with with our uh, society's uh, even daring to question technology uh, because we we don't really question it too much and when we do question if we should be too reliant on technology it's only after something horrible has happened. Um so my other thoughts on the album, uh, I, I really enjoy the, the, way it, um, the way it combines all these elements, as I said. In terms of individual songs, like I said, I really enjoyed Noise, and uh, Harvest is definitely the song that I think has polarized a lot of people, though. Uh, I, I can't say a lot of people was in like this percentage or that percentage, but it definitely does have its detractors with people saying that it's, it's too mellow. It's, it's, it just doesn't sound like Nightwish. Well, uh, when I first heard it back, I think it was in, uh, 
February is when it was released, or March, I can't remember when, uh, when the single Harvest was first released, but when it was first released, I, I, uh, I heard it when, um, when they released it to YouTube. And in the beginning, when they start singing the chorus and the music kind of builds up, at first I was kind of like, well, I don't know about this. I, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really sure about this. Uh, this is okay. Um, <laughs> uh, is this going to go somewhere? So I was kind of, uh, divided. And then as it started to build up even more with the instrumentation, uh, Troy Marco and, uh, Flora's vocals all combined and especially the lyrical aspects of it, of getting the harvest from the earth. I really, uh, I really started to like it. And then of course, once the metal section comes in, Impo on, Impo on guitars and Kaihado on drums, and then Troy adds his Elon pipes and flutes, in the uh, in the solo before they go back into the course with with all the metal aspects of it combined that's when it really hit me and that's when i absolutely fell in love with the song and so i definitely give that that song as well as noise five stars i thought tribal was a really good song i, I liked the um well the tribal sounds of it <laughs> uh, i liked the um uh, there's kind of a <laughs> sort of uh I'm not sure how you would describe it. Just kind of a uh, wordless vocal um, uh, rapping sort of thing that that uh, I think was uh, Marco and uh, Floor would do uh, in the middle of the song, and then uh, the, the guitars would just kind of drive the the song along with the drums, and then that all goes until you get to the uh, tribal drums towards the end of it. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed "How's the Heart." I, I really liked that song because. Uh, I'm someone that believes that we really should be having a lot more empathy in, in our society, given what's going on now. Um, I'm not just talking about COVID, but I'm talking about all the other stuff. And, and I felt this way uh, long before COVID ever became a thing. Um, I'm just really asking people, how, how are they really doing? Uh, not not all the superficial crap of, oh, how are you doing today? <laughs> when, when we're really just doing that more out of obligation, uh, we should be asking people, uh, how is your heart? Not not just like the physical organ, but how how are you really uh, doing with everything? And giving people that chance to really open up, and so we can build those connections. Um, I I think that, and and there's going to be people who aren't going to want to hear this, and I, and I don't mean this in a literal, let's blame everybody for their own problems sort of way, but but I think that, uh, if we had been working with the kind of empathy that a song like How's the Heart envisions for humanity, I, I think that we could have taken a lot of steps and perhaps we wouldn't be dealing with COVID today. Uh, we could have really been there for people when they started getting the virus, or we could have been there uh, doing the, uh, the the very shutdowns or lockdowns or rationing or whatever it is we needed to have done and really made sure everybody had what they needed so that this virus could have burned itself out. And we wouldn't be sitting here today with with hundreds of thousands of people sick, dead, or possibly transmitting this virus and not even knowing it. So, yeah, I think that's, that song is definitely one that should be heard everywhere. I mean, regardless of if one likes metal music or not. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's the other point I wanted to bring up about How's the Heart. It's, it's not a metal song at all, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, yeah, it has like the uh, 
it has slightly metal sounds to it, but it's more of a uh, Celtic feel to it with Troy's um, Elon pipes. And, of course, uh, uh, Flora through all the album does an amazing job, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, I know there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of people complaining about uh, when she was featured for the first time on Endless Forms Most Beautiful from 2015, their, their last album, that she wasn't pushed hard enough or, the, or that she wasn't being allowed to push herself to what she was more capable of. Now, of course, people who say that are the ones who most likely heard her uh, sing when she was in the group After Forever, and I've never listened to much of After Forever, so I wouldn't know what they're talking about. But I'll take their word for it that she has huge, phenomenal capacities that she can push her voice to. But do I think that she was limited on Endless Forms? No. And do I think she was limited on, on this album as uh on human nature as well? No, I don't. I think she pushed herself to what to almost wanted. Uh, and I think that she did an amazing job with the, with the, uh, bombastic vocals as well as with the soft and operatic vocals. And I thought the, um, the symphonic side of the album, the, the last track, the, the, the lengthy track that was broken up into multiple ones. I really enjoyed the blend of, uh, classical Celtic and operatic music, and I really enjoyed how Tuomas and the rest of the people allowed the orchestra to really speak for itself, and how they actually did a extra lengthy track to basically um, not just to close out the album, but how how they did it in such a way where you actually got to hear the the complete symphonic side. Uh, of course, I, I like their um, their symphonic metal. Um, 13 to 15 minute long songs that they've done but it was nice to actually hear the the orchestra and only the orchestra uh, for once uh, along with Troy's Elon pipes and uh, Floor's uh, vocals towards the end so when it's all said and done human nature gets a solid five stars for me and I definitely look forward to when Thomas and the gang can start to tour again possibly next year if they if they think uh if the dates they're they're uh, thinking on will actually happen. So that's my review of the album Human Nature by Nightwish. And so there won't be an episode tomorrow. Uh, most likely it'll probably be sometime in the middle of the week. And although I talked about last night, in last night's episode, what I'd be talking about tonight, uh, that may or may not always be the case. Uh, sometimes I'll... Uh, I, I might not have an idea of what the next episode is going to be about. It's just going to be kind of a, <laughs> what would the word be, uh, free-form sort of thing, or free-flowing, I, I don't know. But uh, sometimes I'll have an idea in advance, sometimes I won't. Uh, I know that one of the um, biggest episode ideas I would like to do uh, fairly soon is is to talk about um, uh, the, um, I'd like to talk about the black metal movement uh, in terms of its history, uh, particularly with the um, with the second wave of black metal, um, not so much to uh, dredge all that up. I, I think that that's. <laughs> I think that at this point, uh, obviously everybody who listens to, particularly Norwegian black metal, they all pretty much know the story. Uh, they know the story of Vagvikonis, uh, his arsons, his murder, um, the suicide of Dead, uh, who was in mayhem. Uh, I just they they pretty much know all of that, but. But I would like to still 
cover it and, and talk about it because it is the history of the movement. Um, but I would also like to kind of give my take on what actually happened with all that. Uh, uh, because I don't think it was as mythological and evil and satanic as, as a lot of people would like to think. I mean, even people who don't believe in Satan or even the people who are actual atheists, uh, or maybe not so, if not atheists, then at least not so religious minded. I feel like everybody still kind of views what happened with the second wave of black metal with this sort of, uh, this sort of awe, like what actually happened? Did they, (laughs) were they overtaken by something? Was there a force? Was, was there like some sort of predetermined thing? What, what happened there? And even I, when I, when I first started listening to Norwegian black metal and, and started learning the history is like, I was like, okay, well, well, how do I reconcile listening to this stuff with the fact that, that, that I, uh, that I don't stand for even anything that someone like say Vagvikunis stands for. I'm, I, I mean, I'm not a racist. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a neo-Nazi. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think people who think that way are scum. <laughs> uh, and I, and I certainly don't condone the views of Vagvikunis. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yet I do like the stuff that Bersam puts out. So how would I reconcile myself with liking that? And so I, I, I had to wrestle with myself about that for a while. Uh, and, and I, around that time was just like, well, what, ma- what did make them do that? Why, why did they do this? And kind of felt like there was a mythological component to it, but, but there really wasn't. Uh, I think it's a lot more, I think the explanation is, is to the, uh, the crimes that were committed, the, the murders that were committed, uh, the suicide, uh, all that stuff. I, I think it has, uh, an answer, but the answer is a lot less myth- uh, mythological, legend and epic than what people would like to think. Um, so I would like to talk about that in a, in a future episode very soon. Uh, I, uh, another thing that I would also like to cover is, uh, my thoughts on the, on the, <laughs> uh, I don't even want to almost call it a band, but I, I say that for want of a better term, but it's the musical project Stalag. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Anybody who gets into more, even more experimental and even more underground avant-garde metal pretty much might know what I'm talking about when I say Stalag. <laughs> um, yeah, because I definitely have some thoughts on them. I'll probably be, well, not probably, I will be making a YouTube video about them fairly soon as well, but I, uh, I have to really get myself prepared for that one because that really, um, uh, I, I've heard some of Stalag's music before, uh, just when I when I heard about it for the first time, I did look it up, and uh, it's not anything that I ever want to hear again. Um, uh, seriously, uh, I definitely won't be playing any of it in the YouTube video, uh, and I'm not talking about for demonetizing or, or any or any of those concerns. I'm talking about uh, just because I, I I never want to hear that again. Um, and given the fact that I'm such that I'm someone who's very outspoken about um, uh, civil rights and human rights for uh, the disabled, whether it be mentally or physically disabled, uh, I think that Stalag, um, whoever the hell the bastards are that 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 make up the the uh, leadership of the group, uh, I'm not talking about the patients that they exploited, but the the people who started the group, uh, they they just. Um, <laughs> Uh, they're uh, they're just really disgusting, and, and I just um, 
I'm really horrified by the fact that they would even put out something like that. And uh, I just, <laughs> it's not something I ever want to hear again, like I said. Uh, but, but in order to do that, I, I really have to get my, my mind uh, prepared for that because it's, it's definitely not an easy thing to talk about. Um, but yeah, so really um, in the near future, there's going to be, like I said, uh, podcast episodes that deal with the second wave of the black metal movement um, that came out of Norway, uh, its history, as well as a video where I, or a, a podcast and yeah, a YouTube video where I, where I take down Stalag and I, I call them for the exploiters of the disabled that they really are. Well, in this case, uh, the exploiters of the mentally disabled that, that they really are. Um, so that does it for me for tonight. So tune in here sometime this week for another episode of Metalism. And I hope everybody has a good evening.